Live now? We are actually live now. Facebook Live, that is. Okay. Uh, and on you, we're actually on YouTube as well. Oh, badass. So, yeah, On The Verge Productions, On The Verge DFW. We're here. We, like, everybody missed take one. We were like, oh, yeah, we're super excited. We've, we've never heard the intro. Not even live. And then we screwed it up. But <laughs> we're here. So, Bourbons and Lacks coming at you from uh, Casa de uh, Bob and Alley. We here, we here, uh, we here, and uh, we are, we are doing this. We are doing this live for all the peoples. So it's cool, man. We're uh, we're here. We're live. We're yeah. We're good. I see that we're good. Are you seeing this on Facebook? I'm not pulling it up. At I all. see that we're. Let me. Well, it, it would be on the on the Verge Productions page, and then you could share it to. You could share it to yours. Can you do me a favor? Can you just play that intro back one more time? Okay. Hold on. Let's see this again. There. Hey. 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 That goes hard, dude, doesn't it? There I we mean, are. Yeah, I see that we're here. And, and just so everybody knows, that wasn't like, uh, like we didn't just slap that shit together just now. We we had that, we had that made for us, didn't we? Yeah, Wavespace Audio on the top or the bottom left corner. Yeah, Facebook.com/slash Wavespace Audio. Right. Producing the track for us. Throw a shout out. Yeah, they 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 all the music that we have on this show is produced by these guys. I also want to throw a shout out to Allie. Um, man, she put together. A, I don't know if you can see it on the camera angles, but this badass charcuterie board. Because we've been at work all day. We walked right into my house so we could do the show. And, uh, you know, she had food waiting, whiskey waiting. We're debuting a Japanese whiskey tonight called EY. Bless you. <laughs> I mean, I, I, there's IWAI. It's good. This shit's good. Yeah, we're we're on. We're going. I hear us. We're on. Yeah, we're on. We're good. I'm I'm watching us, so yeah. I hear so us. we're on. So you know, we'll see if uh, you can always share it. Like I said, you can share it from your Facebook page, Bob. We're still learning the technology side of this. Bobby Shoes here is like forty nine years old, and he's. I'm, I mean, I'm pretty. Pretty bad. He's working on technology. He's my, he's my, I'm the producer, but he's the the brains of this thing. All right, Bob. So let's get into it. What's been going on today? So anyone who knows me knows I play golf. I love golf. I'm a golfer, right? Um, something happened today, man. Tiger Woods, my favorite golfer of all times, uh, had a, had a car accident, um, just him in the car. Not not just like a car, not like a fender bender. Like I'm not sure what the surroundings of this car accident look like. But it looks like he got dropped off a skyscraper in this motherfucker. Pretty much. I mean, and <clears throat> I know he's sponsored by Genesis. But bro, do you gotta drive a Hyundai? 
It's a Genesis, bro. It's not a Hyundai. It's a Genesis. That shit's a Hyundai, bro. It's you a- and I both know it's a Hyundai. It's like, you know, a nice Hyundai. I mean, I guess it's a, it's their luxury. Isn't it their, their luxury brand? Well, I'm like, you know, I'm like, it is their luxury brand. So, so I was kind of trying to make it make sense. And I'm like, well, maybe, you know, surely it's, surely it's a, uh, I saw the Hyundai emblem on the door. I was like, or the Genesis in him. I was like, no, that's gotta be a, that's gotta be a fucking uh, Bentley, right? No. And you were like, nope, that's, it's not a Bentley. It's, it's a, a Genesis. It's a Hyundai. Well, I mean, I don't know. Was he wearing his Nikes? He, uh, it's <laughs> a pretty good question. I have no idea. Um, what is On the Verge Productions doing? Oh, you're okay. We're showing the, uh, we're showing the show. Yeah, on, well, we're showing the Tiger Woods stuff right now, right? Yeah, I'm showing the Tiger Woods stuff right okay. now. No, yeah. So he was driving fast this morning in a Hyundai. It wasn't, it's a Genesis. It's not a Hyundai. In a Hyundai SUV. And it looks like he made it, may have careened off the road there and, just fucked all sorts of shit up. It looks like he went off a slope. Like a ravine? Yeah. I mean, I guess. And uh, so I guess he's got some smashed up legs. I'm gonna, I guess I'm going to do and, some... Let me Google search this this crash and see if I can find some images real quick. Yeah. While you're, while you're talking, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to search this. Well, don't leave, it, don't leave dead air, Bob. You no, so, sorry. I'm just looking at the shit, too. So he um, went off the road, busted up his legs. You know, it reminds me of, um, golfers will know this, Ben Hogan, back in the day, he had a really bad head-on collision with a bus, smashed his legs up. I don't know how bad Tiger's legs are. Hogan's legs were really smashed up, and this was back, you know, in the 50s or whatever. And he came back and still played and won major championships after the wreck. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. So, and I bet it won't take long for people to start to, you know, because everybody always wants Tiger to come back, right? Come back from getting your fucking head busted by your wife. Come back from pills and alcohol. Now he's going to have to come back from some smashed up legs, so, right? So check out, a, I, I've got a picture right now of a Tiger Woods' car, like just smashed. The, you don't even know it used to be a Hyundai. Oh, yeah. you, Damn, dude. Uh, in all honesty, when you roll off of a whatever you rolled off of, <laughs> yeah. you're not going to know what he used to drive anyways. It's like. Fucking Mulholland Drive turns ugly or some shit there. Did they say what happened? Like, have they said No, they said it was early this morning. He was driving faster than normal. I don't know how long he or how how fast he normally drives, but I mean, dude, I don't even want to start cracking. Like, I I love Tiger. He's he's my hero, right? So I, I I feel like it's too soon, bro. But. Are you sure? Yeah, no. Because the internet, you know me. The internet you know me. has not said the, it's too the, soon. The internet's already going. The internet's already going so, on Tiger. I mean, I don't know if he was running from like a pissed off woman or <laughs> or a pissed off husband <laughs> or a pissed off husband <laughs> or pissed off husband or what. But <clears throat> I'm <laughs> I'm pretty sure once he saw that, if if he was being chased, whoever the chaser was probably like, oh fuck, I'm <laughs> it's all good, you know. Karma got his ass. <laughs> oh man, that's messed up, dude. Sorry, you can't say that about my boy. Well, I'll tell you what, I was looking forward to a, you know, the Masters is coming up in just a couple months, and and uh, I mean, I was looking forward to it. I was I was wanting him to go out and 
and yeah. and win again, maybe you know, but not to not to be. So, well, so the truth is, I wish I want to say, wish all the best for Tiger, man. Get well soon if you can. If you can, man, make a comeback, play some more golf, do your thing, player. Dude, like he doesn't have very good luck in vehicles, does he? <laughs> no, no, he doesn't. I think the last one was a an Escalade. So I need to go ahead and say this. Why you got a downgrade player? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why you got a downgrade, dog? I mean, like, it's not like that, dude. You can't go from an Escalade like how many years ago to a fucking Genesis. What, I mean, now, why can't you get into wrecks like Paul Walker? Like, why can't you get into? Why can't you be in something cool? Why you got to drive something you're being paid to drive? Why don't you drive what the fuck you want? I mean, your yacht's not sponsoring you. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's how like, the, that's how the rich stay rich. Oh, they have sensible. A sensible now, Tiger Woods. Here's a here's another question: Was Cadillac sponsoring him when he wrecked when he got in the Cadillac accident? I mean, who knows how many sponsors he's he's got? But that's a good that. that's a good question. It like, is. I you know, know, I mean, because think about it: a lot of wealthy pe- a lot of wealthy people just they just kind of like you know mooch off the system and they take their their demos and they they enjoy it. You know, they're like, screw it, I'm rich, but I'll just I don't have to have a car payment. I can just drive a Cadillac's car. I can drive this Genesis. I'll drive a Genesis. They, they, I mean, I pick up women at if I'm Tiger Woods, I pick up women at a Waffle House. <laughs> I, I mean, are they going to be tripping that I'm in a Genesis? Well, no. First of all, first of all, I think there might have been a time when Tiger Woods picking up women at a Waffle House might have been one of the nicest places he was picking them up. <laughs> That's very true. I mean, he was going hard there for a while, dude. And yeah, but again, you can't. You know, come on, man. It's Tiger Woods, right? Like. I've always joked around, jokingly said that, I mean, I'm nobody, but I've had some pretty premium ass in my day. <laughs> to, and then you're Tiger Woods, man. Dude, you, you can do whatever you want, whenever you want, whatever. He's hanging out with Jordan and Barkley. Or, and, you're, and you're picking up some uh, some waitress at the Waffle House. What, what, dude, you, sometimes you just got to go gutter, bro. I know, but he didn't go gutter like every now and then. He went gutter... He went like a pretty good streak in the gutter. He like fucking stayed in the gutter sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. He hung out there, and then it, it turns out he rolled a Genesis into the gutter. <laughs> For everybody that's watching uh, this now, easy. we've already lost all of our viewers. Yeah, we now got, we we got up to a minute. We got to a few, and then and they're like, "Oh, they're talking about." Probably some of my golfer buddies were like, "Man, fuck this guy. This guy's a bitch. He, he can't even keep it real." When Tiger, he can't even keep it real when Tiger goes down, dog. Shit. Can't keep it real. I'm trying to figure out when Mr. Pookie's going to sign on here. Where you at, bro? Mr. Pookie ain't here, bro. Where's my boy at, man? Where's my boy at, dude? Mr. Pookie ain't here. I'm going to text his ass. Try to find out what the hell he's doing. Pookie ain't hearing it, bro. I'm I'm texting him. Okay, so, oh, have we talked, we've talked about the bourbon, have we? Have we talked about what's going on with this bourbon here? No, it's not even bourbon. It's, this is just some Japanese whiskey. It's badass. It's called EY. Oh, now you said bless you. Oh, yeah. Already had it's, the joke. It says Mars whiskey, so it's a Japanese whiskey. Um, are you starting to eat there, bro? Dude, I'm going to eat hungry, bro? This cherry is awesome. Whatever this little cherry is that Allie gave us is awesome. <laughs> it's good. It's a luxury of, of producing the show, bro. I can just eat. You just sit there and eat, not worry about it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody can hear you fucking eat. Yeah, that's cool. Who cares? Um, but now, dude, it's like uh, it's some good whiskey. So just so you guys know. No matter how big or small this gets, we don't care. We're just doing this shit for fun. But every episode, we're going to debut a whiskey 
usually a Texas whiskey. This not this time we decided to do a Japanese whiskey, and then we're going to talk about cars because we're car guys. We sell cars for a living. That's what we do. That's all we do. So saying that, I'd like to put out a shout out to our place of employment, which is TradelineMotorCars.com. If you're looking for a really nice, high-end, pre-owned vehicle and a great deal, hit us up. We can help. Straight up. Hit us up. Hit us up, man. We have helped some. Yeah, well, that's a whole other conversation. Not, you know what? That, that, that can be this conversation, actually. Because I'm tired of bashing on Tiger and drinking his car, dude. It's fucked up. But we can talk about it now. We can talk about the car business right now. The car, dude, the car business is, uh, it's a, it's an interesting life. I'll tell you that much. It's crazy, right? I don't think I'd, I don't think I would want to have any other profession, but I think if my kid ever says, dad, I want to sell cars, I'm going to smack him. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like, I mean, no. you, you wouldn't want that for your kid. Dude. Are you sure you don't want to be in the infantry in the army, son? <laughs> Bro, you, so basically the car business is. Extremely long hours. Um, I always joke around and say I live at work and I visit home. But dealing with people on something that's very passionate. They're very passionate about cars, right? People get really crazy about cars. Mm-hmm. Number one, it's a lot of money. It's expensive. Yeah. Second biggest, you know, purchase you can make. The first biggest for some people, like the the absolute the biggest first biggest for many people. You yeah. know, if they right. if they're those lifetime, excuse me, those lifetime renters. You know, all they do is rent houses, yeah. rent apartments, but the car is the biggest purchase. It's the biggest purchase, and there's a huge percentage of the population that literally they are defined by their car. They feel defined by their car, right? And I'm not gonna lie, like that's. That's one reason we can make a good living. I mean, it's people are so passionate about cars. Yeah. And, 100%. but during the buying process, it gets crunk. It can get crunk. It can get crunk. You know, it, there's, there's so many moving parts. You know, I don't want to get in, I don't want to get into all the trade secrets, but there's so many moving parts. Like, like when, when we go as the sales guy, when we're like, Hey, I'm going to go to the back and talk to somebody. Yeah. Like, once we go to the back, like, it's a whole, th- there's a hundred different things going on back there. I do want to say something on that. While you're pouring your... Yeah. Don't get nervous, Sergio. Okay. It's okay. We'll keep our jobs. Um, I do want to say something on that. So, for all of you out there who are in the car market, or everybody's in the car market at some point, right? Even me. Even you. Yeah. When you go to the dealership and you say... Man, I don't want all this back and forth, okay? Guys, the only reason there's ever back and forth is if you don't agree with the deal, okay? (laughs) Your salesman's going to bring out numbers to you and put them in front of you. And if you go, oh, hell no, I need a better deal, there's going to be back and forth, right? If you go, okay, I'm good, let's roll, it's a one-visit deal. No back and forth. That's just how it works. Car dealerships are designed so that the salesmen do not make the decision at the desk with you, and there's a manager or owner in the back that has to make the decision as to whether or not it's a deal. That's it. There's no other way. So the only reason that that the back and forth occurs is when the customer doesn't agree with the initial deal, right? Mm -hmm. And 
they want to negotiate. Is that right? Yeah, pretty much. Which is okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But just understand if you're going to negotiate, there's going to be back and forth. That's what a negotiation is by definition. So I'd like to point out that when we go back there, you know, some of the funny stuff that goes on back there is like, you got to go back there because you got to go to the bathroom really bad. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to go back there for any other reason. Just go to the bathroom um, or your food's there and you're starving and you haven't eaten all day. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you just go back there just to do stuff like that. You know, yeah. you know, you've had sales guys that go back there just to let one rip because they just like <laughs> they've been looking at the customer all awkward and they're like shuffling around and like, and like I got to go. And they just go back there and they let one rip and they they come back in a much better mood. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's I mean, sometimes you, sometimes we leave their customer at the desk and we just go eat lunch real quick. Yeah, right? we're just like, oh, lunch we don't good. leave the building. We never leave the building, but we go back into the break room, just smash them, fucking, Whataburger real quick yeah, and then come back out. You're eating a whole like number <laughs> one with cheese like water sized in three minutes. No, dude, that's why. I mean, I tell people all the time, dude. As as recently as. In my early 40s, I was, like, ripped, right? Like, I, dude, I was, like, really, for an older guy, I was in great shape. I worked out all the time, this, that, and the other. And, but I was broke. <laughs> so I was you, fucking broke, bro. Then you started selling cars, hey, you started eating good. I started selling cars, started making money. So, it's like, the, you, you trade, so I traded something for the other, right? Because when I was hot and worked out all the time, was it was attractive and was ripped, I'd go to the pool, take my shirt off, and I could pick up all these chicks, right? But I couldn't take them out. <laughs> I couldn't afford to take him out. Hey, whatever had to happen had to happen from the pool right then, right? <laughs> However, once I started making money and got into the car business or got into the car business and started making some money, um, dude, you're just, I mean, you're at work all the time. You eat bad because you eat fast. You have to hurry up and eat real quick, right? And, uh, dude, you just but before you destroy know, your body. But before you know it, you're making money. You're 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 like, hey, I don't, I have money to spend. Let's let's host a podcast. Let's buy some gear. Yeah. <laughs> let's eat some salmon on a Tuesday night. And I, I'm still not sure why we're doing the video thing because we both have bodies and faces for radio. I don't know. <laughs> it just seemed like a good idea. Uh, this will be on uh, Spotify, by the way. Okay, cool. The audio side of this will be on Spotify, nice. iTunes, Google Podcasts, a couple different places. So we, you know, moving forward, we'll have a couple of different avenues. We're on stereo. We're on the stereo app for the people that don't know what the hell stereo is. Right. You know, we've had some. It's fun. an app. It's an app that that you can just like Bob and I can just communicate with each other remotely and do a show. Everything's a fucking app. The difference is that we don't have like obviously multi camera angles. We can't do cool stuff like this. Where's that? Hold on. Hey. Can't do this. Dude, dude. Can't do any of that shit. Dude. This is way cooler, by the way. I mean, this is like. Setting up like this is way more cool than stereo app. Stereo app's just easier. Yeah, but but here we can like, you know, yeah, you can have fun with it. You can throw all sorts of shit in there, dude. I know. It's like but a real a real thing. It is it is a real thing, Bob. I'm a professional for our, here. For our three listeners, you know, hey, five you, listeners. Sorry, it's jumping. What do you it got up to six. I'm about to break out of this. Bitch. It's got to go somewhere. It goes. It only goes up. Yeah. But yeah, no, the car business is really cool. You get to meet a lot of interesting people. You get to meet people that have way cooler jobs than you. You do. You know? Let's have- talk about some of the jobs. <laughs> some of the jobs. <laughs> so, some of the fucking jobs, right? I mean We have some people that don't have job like they don't have like conventional jobs. Like they make money. No, no, we have some people that make money 
and have credit scores, but we can't prove any of it. All we can prove is a credit score. They do some strange for the change. Yeah, I mean, I've seen in my I've I've worked with customers with 800 credit Jason scores. Jason Sapp. Hang on, I got to call my boy Jason Sapp out, give him a holler out. What's up, dog? He said, fact, Bob. <laughs> Good to hear from you, bro. All I know, because I mean, I've sold people that have really, really bad credit in the past, before I started working at TradeLine. So I've worked with people that, like, your dog has a better credit score than them. Now, let's not bash bad credit. I'm not that. bashing them, because I've, I've created a small empire on those people, but... <laughs> Right. Yeah, I'm just saying <laughs> that, that sounds I'm, even worse. I'm just saying that <laughs> I mean, I've I've seen some interesting stories. But you you want to know the the most interesting one? The the mo- and I, I wonder if you've ever had this scenario. I had a customer one time that it was him and his wife, and you know we're going through the application process, and in the buy here pay here world, the question is usually how much do you make a week, because that's how they normally get paid is weekly. Right. How much do you make a week? So I had this customer. And it's the husband and the wife, and it's like, hey, sir, you know how much you make a week? Oh, about $800 a month. What? Hold up. What? And the wife's just like, stops him in his track. She's like, that's not what you told me. And then the husband's like, shit. Yeah. And and then it's like, you got to, I'm like, I'm going to walk away real quick. And it come to find out that the husband was making like $800 a week, but he was telling the wife, wife he was making like $500 a week. Right. Because he had to have that mama don't know money. But it comes out when you do a, a credit app Correct. in front of your wife. And you just answer it honestly. Right. And then you have to have like that moment as a car salesman where you're like, okay, I'm just going to step away for a minute and go do my thing and let you do your thing. Do you run into those? Do you ever run into like those yeah, awkward yeah, yeah. those awkward moments where certain things pop up and it's like, mm, you ran into one of those family moments? Yeah. I, I, at this point, I've sold <clears throat> so many cars, right? And seen so many things that it's hard to even specify like, what the, what the most fucked up, weirdest, strangest stuff that's ever happened is. But I'm going to say this. These Cubans are something fucking else, bro. <laughs> Dude. So let me give you guys the scoop on the Cubans. And not that I have anything wrong with Cubans. I mean, Scarface is one of my heroes, right? He was a political refugee. And fictional. But. So, I'm pretty sure we've met some real life Scarface. And if Gustavo's listening right now, he can vouch for this dude because he's. <laughs> and then Dell, they love Dell. They love Delphos because he's like almost one of them, dude. And then Mike imitates them to a T so well, right? He, they, they love Mike too because he, he his Spanish turns into theirs, right? And it's just like you know they're doing their deal. But here's the here's here's the dynamic. Here's what it is. Basically, one or two extremely flashy Cuban guys with like smoke tinted sunglasses and badass sweatsuits and 400 R tennis shoes and Yeezys and shit. They come into the dealership with a Cuban stripper, right? Yeah. More, more often than not. Is that the uh, stripper? I'm say stripper is like, maybe she goes past the stripping boundaries a little at times. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe. And they come with her. And they've always got like a bunch of cash down. I got 10 grand, 10 grand down. I got 15 grand down. But they don't want like, they have no credit because they're, they're Cuban or they have horrible credit or whatever. Most of the time they don't have credit. Like most of no, no, like them, they don't have paper. They don't have all the paper, they all have the documentation. A, no, yeah, they're, they're, they're fresh from Cuba, right? But they have a bunch of money down, but they always want like a Maserati. 
They love the Maseratis. They love the Maseratis. They want a Maserati. Give me Maserati. God, please. And that's not the stereotype. Literally, I don't think I've seen a Cuban come no. into that office yet that didn't want a Maserati. Dude, nobody's ever come in there and said, hey, man, you got a nice Camry. These guys, they don't come there and go, you got a nice Accord. No. It's a Maserati. It's something. They no, no, are no. flashy, bro. You don't, but you don't. No, no. What I'd like to point out is that there's really nice Mercedes out there. There's really nice Audis out there. There's really nice BMWs. Right. And they're going, they don't want to, them. they're going to Maseratis. I don't know why. They're right to the... Right the, and we're like, dude, I've got a badass five series we can hook you up with. They're like, no, I just want this. And dude, they are persistent. Yeah, I just want this Maserati. And we're like, you know, talk, start talking about income, like proving income. For those of you that don't know, let's talk about proving income real quick. I think that's important. I think it's educational. Because we want to educate on this show. We want to. Yes. We want to tell the the people what it's about. It's a part of life. So. When you get, when you ask for a loan, be it for a house or a car, the bank wants to show, they need you to show how you're going to pay for it, right? Mm-hmm. So you're asking for, you know, 30 grand and you want to make installment payments on a monthly basis in the amount of whatever. And they want to know how you're going to pay for it. It's like a reasonable question to ask. Like if somebody walked up to you on the street and said, hey, bro, can I borrow a hundred bucks? You'd say, sure. But how, I mean, maybe, or maybe you wouldn't, maybe you might say, sure, but how are you going to pay me back? If you're asking for it now, you don't have it. So how are you going to pay me back? And he's like, well, I got, I get paid in three days. I just need, I get some food. That makes sense, right? It makes sense. Makes sense. I get paid in three days. You have a job? Yeah, I get paid in three days. I'm going to have my paycheck. How much is your paycheck? It's a thousand bucks. I'll give you the hundred back. Deal. Good. I'm good. Right. You loan him the money, gets paid in a few days, gives you back the hundred bucks. It's normal. That's a business transaction that makes sense. Do both the lender and the lendee. Now, cars are no different. It's just more money. So the bank's like, how do you get paid? And you're like, well, I get paid like this. (laughs) And then you're like, do you get a paycheck stub? And they're like, no. And then you're like, do you have a bank account? And they're like, no. So you're quickly running out of ways to prove to the bank the bank, the bank that they make money, right? Well, if you're a drug dealer, for example, and all you get is a bunch of cash in, it might be a bunch of cash, you can't prove income. Now, here's my thought on that. If you're a drug dealer and you're just outwardly a drug dealer, you're like, hey, I'm a drug dealer and I'm trying to buy a Maserati. If you got to finance that motherfucker... You're not a very good drug dealer. <laughs> you're just making enough to get by for the week. You're not, you're not a very good drug dealer. I want to make a down payment. Now, if you're a drug dealer, you need to be coming there with 50 stacks and be like, bam, I'm out. Now, I would like to point out, one time I had a, uh, I had a customer, you know, in that scenario. And I said, hey, can you prove your income? And they just grabbed a bunch of hundreds and just put it on the table. <laughs> they put like 10 grand on the table. And it's like, they're like, well, I'm proving it. I got, I got money. It's like, I mean... Touche, you're you're right. I didn't. I'm like, well, what kind of proof do we have? It's like, well, right here, this is money. Here like, it is. You can I mean, take this to the store and go buy you something. You know what? I don't mind. That. That's a simplistic point of view from someone, and I get it. But that, <laughs> can you prove your income? He slaps a bunch of bills on the table. At you right there it is, motherfucker. What do you think that is? I mean, that's funny. But it's no, it's true. Here's here's the truth: is that people don't know. A lot of people don't know, right? And so, and, and that's not their fault. That's the definition of ignorance, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean, literally, that's the definition of ignorance. And it's our job 
with what we do to educate people and let them know what's going on. And that's kind of one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast is I want to talk about this stuff, bring it out, put a spotlight on it and go, Hey, you know, Hey guys, this is the car business. This is what it really is. Not the, not the shit you see from GMC dealerships or some guy going, not like that. I'm talking about real shit that goes on in the car business that matters and that is going to determine whether or not you can buy a car, right? I mean, period. There are people with great credit that can't buy a car because they already have two open auto loans and are asking for a third and their income won't support it. It's not just about credit. Now, I think one time we had a lady, I think grandma was going to sign for this kid and grandma was like a... I don't know, a nine, whatever. She was the highest score I'd ever seen. Like an eight, ninety. It was, some, it was something stupid. Yeah. Grandma made like, on paper, she made like $1,000 a month, but she had five open auto loans. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, yeah. like grandma's like completely extended that line of credit. The bank's like, how many cars does she need? Right. And you're like, well, I mean, you know, she, cause I mean, we're trying to sell a car. We're like, you know what? I mean, you know, she's got eight grandkids. She's already turned four of them down for cars. The other four she's good with. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would like to point that out that if, when your credit is that good, like your credit is buying your car. Right. I mean, right. That's what it comes down to is your, right. your your credit dictates your interest rate. Your credit dictates how much car you can get. Your credit dictates a whole lot of things. It does, along with your income. Yeah, income and uh, you know, not your credit score. By the way, I want I want to. You're right. Not your credit score. Your credit history. Yes, let's point your that credit out. file. Your the depth of your file or the yeah, because if right? you're a kid that's got a 800 credit score but you've only had credit for two years, that's a whole lot different than grandma that's had 75 cars she's financed over 40 Paid years. Paid off two houses. Yeah, she can buy anything. Pretty much. Know? And so it's complicated. It's not just cut and dry. It's not like it's not easy smeezy. It's not you know. It's a there's a lot going on there. When it comes to buying a car. Well, and I like to tell a customer all the time is that you and I could both have the exact same credit score and they got there two different ways. Right. And, and the bank looks at it that way. The bank does look at it as, well, how did this person get to that credit score? And how did that person get to that credit score? And uh, one thing I would like to point out is that uh, when they, some people do like credit repair thinking like that's the quick fix. Right. That pops up too. Like all that, it looks too fake. It does. So that's, like they, that's they clean their credit or whatever. Yeah, yeah and like your credit, they, they clean it too much. Yeah, it's like too immaculate. It's just too fucking clean. Yeah, so that doesn't work either. It's like dressing up a whore. <laughs> that's a good analogy. I suppose it is. <laughs> um. All right, let's talk about since we're since we're deep into the car business, right? Let's talk about. It. Let's talk about as is, bitch. As is, bitch. As is. All right, so guys, here's the deal. You go buy a car, a used car. I have nothing that I can't represent the, the new car business because I think I've never we, sold a new I, car. we I think we went over this in episode one on stereo, but not live. So I want to talk about when you buy a used car, how you buy it. Okay, here's what I mean. Cars come two ways. They come. In factory warranty and mm-hmm. out of factory warranty. Okay? Mm-hmm. There's no other way they come. Not one other way do they even exist, right? Mm-hmm. If they're still in factory warranty and your shit break, you can get it fixed. 
Mm-hmm. You buy it. You buy an Acura that's within factory warranty, a 19 Acura. It's got 20,000 miles on it. I don't know what Acura has. It probably have a three or 36 factory warranty or right. four year, 40, whatever. And it breaks down. You can take it to Acura and get it fixed. It's within factory warranty, right? If you buy a 10-year-old Acura that is out of factory warranty, you are purchasing that car as is, right? Yeah. So here's the deal. It's it, it's it, If you drive off in that car and 10 minutes after you drive off, well, that's extremely unlucky. It doesn't happen much, if at all. But, and it breaks, <clears throat> that's extremely unlucky. If it lasts 10 years, that's very lucky, right? Now, let, let, let's go along with this. Because yeah. I, I don't have a whole lot of used car history besides, like, cash used cars. Right. But as far as financing, I've got some pretty good, right. you know, recent history. Uh-huh. When I bought my first Jeep Wrangler a couple of years back, it was a 2011. It had, like, 70,000 miles. Right. Carfax was good. It was it was like a four owner, but we've determined we had determined that we had determined that like people were driving it. You know, they oh they had it behind a, a trailer like behind. I'll a, listen to you, but I'm gonna pull up. They had it behind an RV, mm-hmm. so we determined that it had low miles because people were driving it behind let an RV. That, let me hit that shit full. Thank you. So, anyways, I bought this. I got this Jeep, yep. and I, I did my research on the Jeep, and I went to the dealership and I got approved on it and all that. And I was like, look, man, I said, I'm not 100 percent sold on it. Can I drive it for the weekend? You know, I left in my car. Right. It's like, here, can I drive it for the weekend? And if, if everything makes sense, I'll come back Monday. I'll buy it. Okay, cool. I drove it for the weekend. I drove it the way I thought I should drive it. Right. I was like, all right, cool. I, and I got it. And I was like, all right, cool. I want to extend a warranty. And we're good. Right. And there were a couple little things that were wrong with it. Like, this, one of the speakers was busted. And the guy's like, well, I'm not going to fix your speaker. Dude, it's a used car. It's 11, you know, it's an eight-year-old car at that point. Right. Fair enough. So I bought it. Check engine light came on a couple weeks after I bought it. It was something simple. It's called an EVAP sensor, which is like when your gas caps can be loose or there could be like a, a small hose, something like a small. Hose, yeah. you know, you know. Anyways, once I determined that it wasn't anything detrimental to my car, it's like, all right, cool. I'll just keep driving it. And I called the warranty company and they're like, yeah, if you want to take care of that, give us a call. And we'll take care of it. Right. But my mechanic buddies were all like, yeah, really? It's going to come off and on. It's not a big deal. They go, you know, it's just not a big deal. All right, cool. Whatever. So I got it. I drove it for about a year, and then I traded it in and got my current vehicle. So my fiance, so Myrna, she got a uh, she got a 2018 Mercedes Benz GLE 350. Very nice one from Trade Line Motorcars. I like to point out. Well, but we did our due diligence because it's a it's a pre owned vehicle, and I had a third party. I had a third third party come check out the vehicle. Dirty third. I had there were certain things that I wanted done. That made sense within reason that we negotiated in the deal to get done on the vehicle. But I did I did my due diligence as a consumer because and and because I was like, well, I've never bought a I haven't bought a used car in a while and I haven't bought a used thirty something thousand dollar car ever. So I did all that due diligence and I got an extended warranty. And the logic is, and this is the same thing I pointed out to ownership when I bought the car, is that if something goes wrong from this Can point. I'll stop you for one second and yeah. say this. I just watched myself eat something and I'm a disgusting fucking pig. <laughs> Please continue. So what, like I told ownership is like, I want to do all this and get it checked out because if something goes wrong, it's not on you guys. And we've had this conversation right now that it's not on you. And I'm not going to come back here and, and bitch and moan. Right. And they're like, fair enough. Do your thing. You know, it's, it's weird because I feel like car guys like us are the biggest laydowns there are. And here's why. Cause we get it. Yeah. We get, we get it. We, I'm like, Hey, you know what? I understand 
that if I drive off this car with no warranty and it breaks down, it's on it's on me, right? Yeah. But the general public really doesn't feel that way, dude. They get really pissed off, and I understand they get pissed off. And I I mean, I do not like their emotions when they get mad when their car breaks down. I, I get that, and I feel that, and I'm sympathetic to it, right? Mm-hmm. I am. That's why. A lot of times, if we have an after-the-fact issue, we take care of it. That's one of the reasons we have such great reviews, you know? Mm-hmm. That and our sales process and our, and our team and all that stuff, right? right? But, but the truth is, the truth is that you're responsible for your car. And everything that goes on with your car, it's your car, right? Yes. So when you drive off of the car, it's your car. If you decided not to protect it with a service contract then you're responsible for the, for the problems it has, right? Yes. Because it's a machine. And machines, by definition, are they're actually built to break. Yeah. Otherwise, there wouldn't be a billion repair shops in America right now. Well, and here's the thing to take into consideration, too. I get the, I, I understand not wanting to buy a warranty. I'm one of those people that I buy warranties for my cell phone. I buy them for everything. I buy them for everything, yeah. For TVs and shit, I buy them for everything. But... Like, for example, when I bought my Jeep, I bought a, I bought the best warranty I could get. I, I'm sure I overpaid for that warranty. You have a badass Jeep, too. Well, I'm talking about when I bought my first Jeep. Oh, well, 2011. This, the Jeep you have now is a bad motherfucker. Well, thank you. Yeah. but No problem, dog. But when I traded it in, I was like, oh, yeah. I've only had it for a year. I had a four-year warranty. Cash me out. Yeah. Give me my money. Right. I got my money back. I got, like, five grand back. You know? I got warranty, I get, and all that. It's like, it's only there while you need it, if you need it. But that's that's the same thing with auto insurance. It's, it you God forbid you have to use it, but it's there to protect you if it were to happen. You know? But how many people roll around with no auto insurance? Same concept. Exactly. I, I, I mean, it is the exact same concept. You, you know, the car business, we, we deal with... In the car business, we call it heat. And guys, I want you all to know that we're exposing everything in the car business right now. Mm-hmm. Where's the camera? We're, we're exposing everything in the car business. Like, we're not going to hold anything back. We're not going to... This is rated mature. It is rated but mature. when it comes actually. to the car business, I want to get everything out there. And the reason I do, ultimately, is because I want to educate people. I want to let people know what it is, right? We work so hard to try to get you a great deal to try to get you approved if that's what the problem is try to get you the payment you want the interest rate you want everything we work that is our single task so when you come to our dealership we are not working against you we're working with you hand in hand in partnership that's the truth are we there to make money Yes. I mean, wouldn't you expect, expect us to make money? Mm-hmm. It's a business. We're, it's a for-profit business. But we want to take care of you, and we want you to be happy. But everything has to be understood. Everything has to be understood, and it's, it is it is technically understood by contract. Mm-hmm. But when you're buying a car, slow down a little bit. Stop going in there and rushing people. And here's what I mean by that. When you do that, you're, you're doing yourself a disservice. Because you're going to end up having to contract on the car, sign the contract. You don't want to rush through that. Well, and here that's the one thing that I tell customers. Because you do get some of those customers that's like, how long is this going to take? We're in, we're in such a society where everything is so instant gratification that sometimes people forget that certain things just take as long as they take because it's best for you. 
You know, it's, it's supposed to take X amount of days to close on your house. It's supposed to take X amount of days to file a divorce. It's supposed to take X amount of hours to buy a car. Really, it all comes down to protecting the consumer. They don't understand that it's an, it's actually for the consumer to protect you. I used to work at a buy here, pay here dealership and they had this little computer and you had to sit in the room and follow the prompts of the computer to contract. And it took 45 minutes, right? You had to be in there for 45 minutes. You couldn't just click onto the next page until it went through line by line. And, and you would see those customers and they're just like, Oh my God, they're dying. They're dying in there, right. but at low the blood end, sugar. But yeah, <laughs> but at the end of the day, the goal is to protect one the consumer and protect the company, because the customer can't say, "Oh well, I didn't know this, I didn't know that, I didn't know this," because you didn't tell me that. Because it's a big deal. It is a big deal. It's not as I always tell people: you're not buying a pair of pants on Amazon. You're <laughs> buying a car. So I have a question for all you out there, all three of you out there. But this will be watched later. We know that. right? There were like seven. Here's of my question. How you ladies want to shop for a car for one hour, but shop for panties for six hours? Exactly. The fuck is wrong with you? Exactly. Seriously. Like, like does that make any sense to anyone? No, it doesn't. No, it makes zero sense. Except to the person that's trying to rush us through a one hour, a one hour car deal. Better plan your day better. Mm-hmm. It's, and look, all this like, hey, call Carvana. All you got to do is come get your car, and we're going to drop it out of this Coke machine, and you're going to pick it up, and you're going to drive off, and you're going to be all good. That is some bullshit right there. That is bullshit. I mean, I don't even know what the hell they're doing. I know this. They're running the auction prices up because they're just buying anything for whatever just to fill their little vending machines up. But that is not what you want. You can't even, like, you can't even have a personal... Uh, experience with that well i guess my whole thing is with carvana if i think it's kind of set up to where it's supposed to be immaculate right yeah but it's not it's a pre-owned right. car right so if they were if carvana was selling brand new cars i can see that being that simple of a process no new car dealership has done that yet no new car franchise has said hey we're just going to do it like carvana nobody's done that they do it on the pre-owned market for whatever reason. There's always that room for error on pre-owned. And nobody nobody takes that into consideration that like, hey, if you got an issue with that car, you really can't call anybody. There's not like a, I mean, some of these, pre, you know, like Sewell, you buy a Sewell pre-owned. Sewell has excellent customer service. They're there for you, all that stuff. Carvana doesn't have all that. Your car breaks down. It's like, who do you call? Do you have a sales guy? Yeah, you going to call that vending machine? <laughs> Go put a quarter in that bitch and see what happens. Seriously, I mean, like, I drive, was it off 121 or whatever, that big thing, and you drive by and you're like, what the fuck are they doing, right? That's a car dealership? No. A, here's what a car dealership is, a used car dealership, is you pull up and you walk in and you check in with somebody at a desk and they sign you in, right? And then you sit down with your sales professional and you both get on the same page, right? Then you figure out what the game plan is, right? Like, what am I trying to do? What are you trying to, you know, what are we trying to do together, right? Because your sales professional is not your enemy. He's your friend. He's just trying to be there to help you out, right? These guys don't make a ton of money, some of these guys. They make an appropriate amount of money for what they do, which is deal with shit. Well, here's the thing that people don't understand is that 
in most cases, we don't make any money if you don't buy a car. So we in, in we, all cases. But I'm saying like we want to help you buy a car. We're not here to hurt you. Right. We're here to help you. We'll go above and beyond for you sometimes. I'm your homeboy. I'm your homeboy because I'm trying to help you out because you're helping me out. Right. Let's work together. Let's figure it out. Right. But what's the difference between me and the and the the girl at Victoria's Secret that's trying to upsell you on this extra push-up bra because she gets a little bit of a bonus for selling you that push-up bra? Because you'll spend six hours in that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? But what's the difference? But but she's not the bad guy because she made you look sexy. She did. But how come I'm the bad guy when I made you look sexy too? How come this Porsche can't make you look sexy? I mean, when I sell you, you know, when I sell you that Maserati, Mr. Cuban drug dealer, <laughs> that's going to help you pick up all the ladies. How, how do I not? I made you sexier. Dude, the thing about the Cuban drug dealer is it seems like they've already picked up the ladies, right? I don't even know why they're there. <laughs> I don't if know. I, it, I mean, dude, it's like because they come, they always come in. With the extreme, dude, I'm digging this background music you're rocking, bro. Thank like, you. you're you're killing it on the production end. That's Wave Space Audio, bro. It's badass. Wave Space Audio. It's nice. This is, this is, uh. That shit is nice, we're, bro. We are getting more music just for our show. I mean, I like it, dude. It sounds like Dell's playlist in our sales floor. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, so that, I, I guess that's what it comes down to is just understand that we're trying to help you guys. We're here to help you. Car salesmen are not here to screw you over. They're here to help you, and they're here to earn a living. For sure. It's an honest living. Hey, real quick, shout out to my boy Cesar Rosales. He's listening right now. Cesar, you a big-ass hungry dude, bro. Dude, Cesar just said fuck Bob. That's all he ever says. Okay. But he's a good dude, man. He bought a car from us. Bought a car from us. He's my guy. I like that guy. Cool, man. Cool. We got people watching. We got got peeps and shit. You know, we got... It, 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 you got to start somewhere, Bob. Got to start somewhere. It, I, my idea is that where we should start is at my dining table with some whiskey and some food, bro. I think it's a good place to start. I, I feel like it's a great place to start. You know what I mean? You know, I, I don't feel like it gets any better than that as far as starting. And just like all the moving parts that go on when you're buying a car, Bob finally got to see that there's 14,000 moving parts that I conduct. One man, I'm conducting this one man band to make it work just for him. I should have tooted Sergio's horn before he had to toot his own and told and said this Sergio came into my house. He's actually set up a pretty complicated deal here with uh, cameras, mics, everything. I mean, everything. He just nailed it. And now we're doing our show. And this is something we've been talking about for a while, man. So we're actually. Super excited to be doing this, man. I know I am. We're living the dream, brother. And time flies when you're doing this. It's been 46 minutes. Yeah. I mean, I've been on Facebook, dude. I Like, somebody has a live video. I listen to it. Usually about like eight seconds. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm out, right? Yeah, no. Because who has 45 minutes to listen to some bullshit, right? But they, they have 45 minutes to listen to it, like I said, on Spotify. Right. On Google Podcasts. Right. On uh Apple Podcast. I'm gonna I'm gonna get it all up there in the next coming days. Go to sleep to it. Put it in your earpods and let me talk to you, bitch. It's <laughs> <laughs> whiskey. I told y'all this whiskey's the good. Whiskey, I'm getting a little bit crunk. The whiskey makes this fun. It does. That's the and that's the point. Is man, we can get loose. We can eat. We can drink. We can have fun. But we drinking. He drinking more than I'm drinking. Drinking like a bitch. You know what? Some of us got to go home. 
Oh yeah, that's right. You live like 80 miles away. Some of us got like 75 miles away now. I'm closer. But uh, we'll salute to you, Bob, for having us here. Thanks. And you for making uh, Bourbon's Relax. It finally happened. We've talked about doing this. You know what's sad is I think we're about to shut down. Now we've got nine listeners. I know. We are going to shut down, but that's okay. They can come back and they can watch another day. They can watch another day. It's getting late. You get on the Stereo app. If you have the app or if you don't have the app, download Stereo. Free app. Inter- it's interactive. You can it- you can leave like voice messages in real time while we're doing our show. It's freaking awesome. I wish I could. I- I'm, I'm going to figure out a way to incorporate all this with that. But it's really cool. So you guys need to check it out. Shout out real quick to my boy Brian Spagnola. Um, thank you, Brian, for the compliment. Brian, um, great guy, car guy, been a car guy for a long time. I'll, I would love to get, give a shout out to uh, Texas Motor Cars, man. They've got some badass trucks, SUVs, lifted shit, diesels. I mean, they're really close to our dealership. They're uh, Midway and Keller Springs. If you haven't seen them, check them out, man. They're, they're, uh, they're, they're doing great things. And go see Brian Spagnola. He will hook you up. Turn it down, Bob. I can hear you. God. Sorry, I got to teach you how to do, like, Sorry, dude. production. I'm here, bro. Still, everybody's, like, hearing me, hearing Bob talk about Brian Spagnuolo again. So, I think that's it, man. I think we, I think this is a good, uh, a good ending point for the show. Um, let's thank the sponsor again, Wavespace Audio. They, they, not only are they sponsoring the show, right. all the music that you're hearing is from Wavespace Audio. Our intro. Our intro, the background music, that's his. That's all That's all his oh, own music. Yeah. He, he produced all this music. He's going to produce more music for us. We're going to have about three or four hours worth of tracks. So, shout out to Colton over at Waste Space Audio for hooking us up. For sure. Um, also, a shout out to TradelineMotorCars.com, where we do our thing every day, all day, for you. Come see us. We got cars from $8,000 to $125,000. For somebody that says I'm not I don't you don't have what I'm looking for, bullshit. I have what you're looking for. I got for. what you're looking for. And if I don't have it, I can get it. Yeah, I can get it pretty quickly, I might add. I can get it right quick in a hurry. Yeah, I mean, everything. You know, domestics, imports, luxury cars, exotics. All that. Trucks trucks sunday 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 trucks we've had some crazy trucks we've had some crazy we got a crazy truck we got a tonka truck bro we never even talked about the tonka truck hold on hold on you keep talking i'm gonna find this tonka truck we just extended the show so you guys can see the tonka truck i'm gonna show them the tonka truck if you're a baller shot caller and you want to roll around and something that nobody else has check this out real quick <laughs> what, what engine is it is it international it's an international 4300 yeah okay, it. it's badass dude yeah, this, this thing i'm gonna show i'm gonna i'm gonna show We're this gonna... thing so badass make you take back something you didn't steal like here i'm gonna let's see here just sit tight y'all we're gonna we're gonna show y'all some pictures we're gonna show you some pictures of this thing Check this bad boy out. I'm about to put it on. Brian, did he? Really? Damn. Look at this thing. 
it's a custom Tonka truck. Like it, it literally. I've got a little delay, so I'm waiting, but I'm sure it's, it's going to pop it's up. It's even called a bad Tonka, and it's an international 4300. Cus, it's a custom thing, right? It's a Brian Spagnuolo. We need to have you on as a guest soon, okay? It's a custom rig, man. And look at this thing. I'm just, I'm just scamming. Oh yeah, there, there, there it go. Look at this thing, man. It's, I mean. It's actually a pretty comfortable ride. I'm not going to lie. But no, you, it is. It's got a big, like, uh, Apple CarPlay screen. Um, but the this. damn thing's built to go a million miles. Literally. It's built to go a million miles. Yeah. It's a tractor. I mean, look at this thing. I'm just showing all, I'm, I'm showing all the pictures on the website. It, I mean, it's... It can tow pretty much anything, too, by the No, way. no, it can tow anything. That's what I'm saying. It's got, it's got 250,000 miles, but that is nothing on a diesel. for a truck like that. Or, no, for that diesel. Man, look at that thing. It's just amazing. It's a beautiful vehicle. Yellow. Everybody's going to know you're coming. That's what you needed during the snow, I might add. Dude. You needed that to pull several vehicles out. I was actually, we, we were snowed in at a friend's house for three days because our, our power went out. And I, I was like, damn, I wish I had that big Tonka truck right now. <laughs> Dude, I'd be in there with the heat on, driving around and shit. Just picking up people. Like, hey. Fuck you, yeah, picking up all sorts of weird be- Matt, you good? Yeah, I'm good. You stuck? You want me to pull you out? <laughs> yeah, yeah dude. I mean, look at that truck, man. I'll pull you out in this big motherfucker. Don't worry. That work. thing is dope. Dope. So, oh, you know what? Let me go back to us. Why am I showing all that? Bam, there we are. Okay. There you go. So, now, now I think it's going to wrap us up. Time to sign off, guys. So, on behalf of myself, Bobby Shoes here, a.k.a. Bobby Shoemaker, uh, Wave Space Audio for the audio. I mean, thanks for watching. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say to you guys. This is the first of many. Stay tuned. Love you guys. All right, guys. Later.